actually yesterday coach i was talking to my wife and listening to kesebian the whole time <laughs> and she yes. could not understand why i was annoyed that uh, your friend from kesebian the band was here and why i am annoyed that i couldn't recognize him or <laughs> me to recognize any of the songs uh no because he is uh, for a football fan in india kesebian is huge right because you had uh, the fire that song on premier league yeah and uh, uh, a lot of the songs were on fifa as well so he's yeah, sort of cool. watching i'm sorry listening to kesebian but yeah anyway my friends got it she didn't get it my friends got it all <laughs> oh, right <laughs> yeah he's uh we have big like i like my music and i go to lots of festivals and gigs and things like that back in the uk and they been from leicester so when i played uh, for leicester a lot of them were growing up leicester fans but in the band but my friend mm. is a leeds fan as well so the connection of leeds and leicester we we sort of we've been in friends for about 10 12 years or something like that so uh, yeah in fact he's coming to india and uh, he enjoyed it yeah absolutely uh so how have you found uh, your experience in india i know we touched upon this a little bit with the traffic and the rest of it so uh, now that you have uh, qualified probably looking at a home fixture unless something really crazy happens so how are you looking at your time in india and the development that the team has shown over the season i think uh, what i've done is i've really really enjoyed it in india it was something completely out of my comfort zone when i got the opportunity uh, to come here um but i'd coached in in england all the time and i just felt i wanted to do something different and this was completely different um but after speaking to a lot of people Owen Carl Martin Byrne John Gregory over a period of time a lot of them said it's it's a fantastic opportunity and a great place to to come to to work and um i haven't been disappointed and i also used it as a life experience as well of living in a different country um going off and and seeing a country that i've probably never even thought about seeing too much of really when I've, if i've been honest but i've uh, loved working with the people here both above me below me uh, in the offices it's been it's been a fantastic time and coupled with the football you're always going to go through highs and lows in a season wherever you are in the world because uh, that's just the nature of football unless you're very, very lucky and just keep on an upward curve. Um, so overall, it's uh, been a great experience and hopefully still more memories to, to take back whenever I go back. Yeah, so I've spoken to um, Steve Darby. I don't know if you guys know each other. Uh, from Liverpool, I think he's. Uh, I'm not quite. No, I don't think I know him actually. Oh, Stephen Darby, the yeah. who's got MDM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he was coaching here and he's coached in few places in Asia, he said one of the toughest challenges to understand the culture and um, you know the society wherever he was in. So how difficult or different was it for you to manage it in India? Like you said, after having coached all your life uh, in the British Isles. Yeah, look, that was that was part of the challenge and the experience, but also it was. It was not easy, but I had a lot of help around us. Um, I think from day one on the coaching pitch, it was um, working out how I would be able to get my message across to the players. So the early weeks in Bellary, we had a big board and we would write all the sessions down. And obviously, as we progressed over the weeks and months, I didn't have to do that because the players were understanding me a lot more and I was understanding them. Um 
and having good people around. And there has been many different challenges and being away from my family has been has not been easy to being at home all the time and basically living at home twenty four seven, even when I was in different jobs, is is never easy. But uh, we've we've managed to cope. Uh, friends have been out to see me, which has helped. And obviously, with modern technology of, of FaceTime and, and and things like that, you do see your family. And uh, yeah, that was been a, that's been a big, a, a hard part. Um, but you've just have to de- adapt and develop. Life's too short sometimes to not take advantage of opportunities to uh, experience something that you never imagined you may be doing. And uh, when you look at the Indian culture, the food and the drink, etc., I've been able to sample many of the things, not too spicy food, because obviously you've got to be very careful compared to uh, the locals of, of the level of tolerance. So I want to do this chronologically a little bit. Uh, obviously, you had great success in Duran Cup, and the beginning first half of the season, you can say more or less, did not really go according to the plan. So, what was the situation like uh, for you dealing with a challenge like this uh, in a new country in a new environment? Well, I don't, I don't think it's any different, no matter where you are, because you you you're upset when you lose games. You're always analysing how to stop uh, uh, defeats. Um, you, you, you come back, it, what it does is, again, anywhere in the world, it makes you work harder, more determined to put things right. And, uh, yeah, sometimes you can be in your apartment, it can be a lonely job, but, but that's what it can be around the world as well. Back home, it's a lonely job as a head coach because you totally scrutinise so much um, everything you do when it comes to a match day situation. And ultimately, if you don't win matches, then you get scrutinised even more. The one positive that I did have at that particular time was that I didn't think we were far away from being a um, a decent team. When you look at the games that we lost, we lost at Hyderabad 1-0, Adisha 1-0. We were very much in these games and mistakes were just costing us. The big, the one big, biggest disappointment was the Mumbai second half performance where I was obviously very disappointed and angry with the players. Um, but overall, it was just cutting out mistakes that we were making and um, taking chances when we came along, where they came along, and we haven't been, we, we, we didn't do that at the part of the season, and uh, that has been the difference. But I've certainly remained really positive that what I was doing on the training pitch with the staff was was the right things, and it would click into place at, all, at some point. Well, how difficult was it to deal with? You know, uh, because I've I've been trying to figure out what is the change that has clicked. For Bangalore in the last to have this crazy eight game win streak, and I can't really pinpoint one thing. So, uh, is there something that is saying obviously confidence and you know belief and all that is clearly there, but otherwise, is there one thing tactically, uh, personal wise, any of these things that has worked for you? I, I, I think, as I just said there before, that we're not making many mistakes defensively, and when we're getting chances, we, we're punishing the opposition. Yeah, I've tweaked the tactical side of it a little bit more that we probably don't press the opposition as high up the pitch as uh, all the time like we tried to do um, for early part of the season. We, we're very much more solid at the back and hitting teams in a mid-press um, rather than a high-press and hitting teams on the counter-attack. So I've adapted the system slightly and 
And you, as I mentioned it earlier, the part of the season, I'm still, I was still learning about the players, the culture, the, the, the philosophies and the style of football because playing 3-5-2 is very demanding for wing-backs and, and, and um, the, the, their roles are crucial to it. And we probably didn't quite, quite get the balance right, hence why you work extremely hard on the training ground. And ultimately, the players have got to take a lot of credit because they've kept believing in what I was telling them was the right things to do and then implemented it into games. If you look at the call like today, the big result was the North East game, which is the start of the run, scoring in the last minute to, to win 2-1, where we should have won the game anyway quite easily. But we made it difficult for ourselves, but showed character to come back into it. So if we look at the results point of view, it was that game that obviously gave us more belief and confidence to kick on. I, in the middle of the run, I remember speaking to Gurpreet at the mix zone. I asked him about what is the reason why this change has happened. And he mentioned belief and he said faith because he said maybe in the first part of the season, maybe the faith was not as much uh, or maybe as strong uh, over the season. And I guess through the games, he's, he's become more confident and believed in what was happening. And he said, it's not like they didn't believe before. Maybe something clicked there. And he said, sometimes it is just, uh, it's not about passing right through the middle of the defence. Maybe it's about putting that long ball behind the fullback and uh, taking it from there. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, that's some mentioned something that he mentioned. Uh, do you think this is something that happened as well? They really started believing that this is the right way to play? Because in well, India, there's an argument about how to play, the right way to play and all that. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I think I'd, I can't go into people's minds of how they're thinking individuals but what I can try and work out is what I think makes certain players tick psychologically um, but also like to think that tactically I try and get the best out of the group of players. We've played two up front most of the times and in India a lot of people only play one up front or a 4-4-2. I wanted to play two up front all the time and uh, three centre-backs I thought suited us Sometimes you have to play a certain way given the players that you've got. And we aren't, no disrespect to our players, we aren't um, a Mumbai team that are going to pass it right the way through the thirds and this, that and the other. And we might be a little bit more direct, but you can still play a longer pass with good quality or, or play a mid-block and then hit teams on the counter-attack. And the players have, have seen what we were talking about and... And being and believed in it that it was working that way, and hence results does give them confidence and belief without a shadow of doubt. And every time you won a game, it enhances that as well. Sorry, I was muted. In this run as well, do you feel um, like there are certain people that you look at who sort of come into their own? Like Rohit Kumar has sort of uh, come basically out of nowhere. I know you pushed him to more of a box-to-box -box position than the sitting role that he was used to. Uh, he used to do in the last two clubs per se. You've seen Shiva rise up to a high, good level as well. So have these these players stepping up also been a huge part? This sort of uh, players that you probably didn't expect to be the mainstay in the teams. Well, I think I think as a coach, you're looking to develop every player, not just your better players, uh, your international players who you think are good players that you can take them to another level. It's the players that you are working with and trying to improve on a daily basis. And 
them two are great examples that Shiva, a lot of people got to know about him in, Durant, in the Durant Cup early and Rowett sort of was in and around the team and in and out of it. Um, but again, we, I was, we were seeing things in training and something we just, I decided that Rowett was the right man for the job in a particular game. And always said to players that when you do have an opportunity to come into the team, just grasp that opportunity and don't have any regrets that you're, you're not ready physically, you're not ready mentally. And full credit to Rowett that he's uh, he's been able to grasp that opportunity and, and looks the mainstay of the team now and gives us something different to what maybe we have, we've had in midfield previously as well. And, and that's maybe a factor why we've been on this run as well, coupled with the balance of the team being a lot better. And um, yes, the, the, everybody... W- was warned, not warned, was told that you will play a part at some particular point in this season. And if you do get that opportunity, even from the bench, go make an impact. And um, these players have made that impact and um, fully, uh, fully so pleased for them that they've done that because they've, they've waited patiently and, and and delivered when they needed to deliver. So now, now I think you have the opposite problem, right? In the beginning, you had to get people to believe get more confidence. And now, eight-game winning run is the idea is to allow them to be confident but not overconfident. You mentioned this yesterday in the press conference. So, how does it change now for you as a, as a coach and as a manager? Well, from my perspective, my I've always been quite level-headed. I don't get too carried away when we're winning and going on really good runs and I, I don't get too down. I get upset, but I don't get too down. I, I want to improve to get better. And I try and transmit that to the players as well, that when we were losing games, I didn't want them to be sad all the time. They had to come in for, with a smile on the face and enjoy what they were doing and believe what we were doing was right. And on the other side of it, if I'm not getting too carried away, well, that's a message I try and pass across to them that we still need to keep working hard. We have to be humble. We have to make sure that we um, uh, carry on doing the things that have got us to the position that, has, uh, that we are in now and have to improve every day in training, improve every day, every match there. And uh, they're the standards that um, and the messages that are put across the, the players. And I think with the group of players that we have anywhere, I think they're very level-headed and very humble themselves. I don't think they get too far too far ahead of themselves. And then that's a good characteristic to have. Everyone I spoke to in the club has spoken in great terms about your man management. So, how is it different to manage players in India as opposed to players in England? Not really. They're still human beings. They all have a, a, a human element. Um, I always think that man management is one of the biggest parts as the coach. Um, a part that he has to play, knowing who, how individuals work mentally, physically, what they need and what ticks the boxes for them to get the best out of them. Because ultimately, if you'll get the best out of the majority of the players on a match day and the training sessions, then it makes my job a lot easier. And uh, yeah, I, I like to get close to the players, but I think the players understand that there's two, two elements and two sides to me as a coach. I can be light-hearted, but when I need to be ruthless and uh, and strict and demanding from them, then uh, then they will, I think they'll agree that they've seen both sides of me this season. And uh, yeah, it, we, it's a two-way thing. We've got to work together all the time. And um, these boys are 
have been a real joy to work with. Anything I've asked them to do from day one, they've tried to do it to the best of the capabilities. And uh, again, that's another positive that you have to take from these situations. Uh, I don't know how much uh, you're familiar with the Bangalore FC's you know, history. Uh, the first group had uh, a really strong core group of leadership group uh, with the likes of Sunil and uh, the others as well. And the next group also had it. And now it looks like you have another group, you know, with Roy, Sunil, Gurpreet. Are you sort of allowing them to manage the rushing room a little bit and you manage them like delegation types or are you more hands-on with every single person? Um, a bit of both, really. I sort of speak to individuals um, about team stuff, personal stuff. Um, but ultimately as well, there's times where I'll say to the senior players, what do you think to this? What do you want to do? And let them discuss with a, like a subcommittee as such, or then speak to the the other players in amongst it. So, yeah, we've. It, I think it's it's a balancing act that the players don't have every say in it, and it's a balancing act that I don't have every say in it because we we've got I've got to get the right understanding of it. And ultimately, the one thing I do say to the players is that they understand their teammates better than I do, and they understand the culture of of what. Uh, what happens in this country so we work closely together um and i do give them opportunities to to do to, to make decisions themselves um if and when needed so in the early part of the season when we used to do our podcasts and shows injury time and everything fans would always uh, ask questions about bangalore mostly because i've covered the team since the beginning and uh, there was a lot of pressure on did you feel that pressure uh, as a coach um, you know, on the sideline? Obviously, at the stadium, you can see they're always supportive. But beyond that, did you feel the pressure? And now, how does it feel like the numbers are just growing, right? Because the team is winning. You can see more and more people are turning up also. Yeah, yeah. look, it's, it's far more enjoyable being at this stage of the season than it was early part of the season. <laughs> um, but, but again, that's my characteristic that I don't let it affect me too much. I've been in football... 35 years nearly, maybe longer actually. And I've, I know that what people might say about you. I don't read a lot of social media, to be fair. I just get on with things because um, if you start worrying about what people are talking about you, then it can it can overtake your life. So I'm respectful of what people may have said in the past uh, or in the future, but it, I, I just get on with it and do my job to the best of capabilities. I'm, all, I'm very much of... If I think if I can have no regrets, if I think I'm working hard enough, and I think I'm doing the right things, and I'm not successful, then at least I can say to myself, I've I've given the best to the job that I was doing that particular time. Sometimes it works for you, sometimes it doesn't, and that's just the nature of football. And um, I, I suppose after the Mumbai game, if I was being honest, that might have been a point where um, it, things could have gone um, differently. Um, people like Manda were very positive with me and then we went to go and I bounced off that and we went to go and won 2-0 and uh, and you need to support along uh, uh, people that you're working with and um, that was a, a probably a, a crucial part of the season as well. In, in a very strange way for me, it feels like what you said after the Mumbai game Maybe it didn't have an uh, like an immediate impact in the fact that the run started a little later, but immediately you had a bounce back in the Goa game. Uh, it feels like that was a very big moment in the season because I I felt like that was something that had to be said at that moment in time. 
Well, I, I 100% agree with you. And and that's where the different side of myself came out. I've, like I said earlier, I'm sort of quite laid back with the players and, and quite, um, and I've conversation with them a lot. But that particular night when all I want from my players is to work hard from the first whistle to last whistle. What happens in between in terms of passing the ball and other things, I, things can happen. But if you don't work hard enough and you you don't and you sort of don't and you stop running around and chasing things, um, then then that, I don't like that. That is not I always like that as a player, and I certainly want my players to to be like that as uh, as uh, now I'm a coach. And when one or two, when a few quite a lot of the players stopped doing that, then it was time to let people know that I wasn't happy and publicly as well. Very rarely do I criticize players publicly or the group publicly, but. That felt I felt like that particular time we had to show people that we I was very unhappy with where we were and fair play to the, fair play to the players they they uh, understood that situation and then to go to Goa which was a real difficult place was uh, an excellent result and performance and probably was the the kickstart of the run that we're having now without actually being the first of the eight games. Could I ask you something that's little uh, off the off this BFC made it things, and you can choose not to answer it also. Go on then. Um, before uh, during the first part, a lot of the people were sort of talking about uh, you because they saw this uh, documentary, right? Until until I die. I don't think that gave a fair representation of how you are, having interacted with you over the over the past, let's say, how many ever months it's been. Uh, do you feel? Uh, that sort of coloured the people's expectation of you coming in, in the beginning at least? Well, look, these documentaries can be produced however they want to be. I've said this since it came out. That that documentary was not a reflection of what I am as a person, as you said. That documentary was done, uh, and I've said this all along, I did three interviews in that documentary after I'd been sacked because it was still part of my contract that I had to do it. So I was in, I was talking about a situation where I'd been sacked two months previously and, and some of the production and, and uh, of the documentary was, was, was poor to be fair. They saw me celebrating in a goal at, um, uh, we scored a goal at Norwich where the green seats are, but saw me celebrating at Hull where the goal, the, the black and gold seats saw me doing a presentation everybody thought it was a, an hour before kickoff it was three hours before kickoff in a in a pre-season friendly so it wasn't anything about sort of how I am as a person as I am a coach so yeah it's, these documentaries are there can make you people look good and bad I would say that documentary was made me look somewhere in between really but nobody gets to see the true personality because I was very wary of People get too close and in, in, in getting into situations where I didn't want them to be in terms of the dressing room and the cameras and access to um, what I didn't allow them to. Okay, but like I said, having interacted with you, I don't think uh, that is a fair reflection at all. I just I curious, <laughs> curiously, uh, which team do you support back home? Because your CV is quite uh, varied, and you mentioned Leicester and Leeds and all of this before earlier also. Yeah, well, I've. I've I've privileged to to manage, played, and support the team in uh, Leeds United. So that's my team. So I think I'm probably the only person that's played, has supported and played for them, and uh, managed them as well. So Leeds is my team, um, and it was an absolute 
honour, privilege to one play for them, but then to play uh, to manage them for three years plus and have the uh, success that I had at that football club. It was a dream come true. So, uh, yeah, Leeds is my team. Okay. Well, I, for some reason, I was thinking Leicester. I don't know why. Well, Leicester's my second team because I was there for six <laughs> years, but I was brought up in Yorkshire Leeds, and where I started as, as a 14-year-old player. So, Leeds was a team close to my heart, but Leicester is... is very, very close as well, given sort of the time that I had there as a player. Yeah. So I just have five minutes left. So I'm going to ask like two really random questions. Uh, what yeah. I wanted to ask is what is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you on a football field? Wow. Uh, well, 30, over 35 years, there's a lot of things yeah. to try and remember. Um, uh, the, God, the one thing I can probably remember is as a coach, I very rarely sit down. You see me stood up at the touchline all yeah. the time. I once got wiped out one of my own players who made a sliding tackle, took the player out and he went into me and I ended up on my backside. So it wasn't <laughs> funny for me, but it was funny for everybody else that was watching it. And there's probably been many, many other incidents over while I was playing and while I was coaching as well. But that is probably one that springs to mind straight away that I once got taken out by, a, by my own fullback who made a sliding tackle. Uh, you still do stand uh, very close to the touchline as well. I stand but... probably a yard further back than I used to do. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> uh, since we started talking by talking about music, I wanted to ask about your favourite band. I think that's a nice way to end the whole conversation. I think my favourite band would be U2. Uh, it's a band that sort of growing up as a teenager, they were one of the first bands that I loved listening to the music, seen them many, many times. Seen them at Ella Road actually once when I was 16, 17 um, and, and saw them again recently, two years ago, I think it was. So you 2 would be my favourite band. But I've been fortunate over the years that I've got to know a lot of musicians from the Kaiser Chiefs to Paul Heaton and the people in big in England, uh, the Killers. I go to a lot of festivals in the UK and abroad. Got lots of friends in the music industry, so I'm privileged to go get into these festivals and get backstage and the side of stages and yeah music is my second love i just wish i could have been a musician after football but you've got to you've got to be two things you've got to be talented you've got to be able to play an instrument and sing and i can do neither <laughs> <laughs> but you do seem like uh, killers killer i mean i like killers they're a good uh, one of my uh, bands that i grew up in uh, listening yeah, to yeah yeah, I've, I've seen them a lot of times. And again, people that I've known have never been able to get to meet the band at times. So, yeah, I've been in a very privileged position that I get to meet a lot of uh, famous musicians. And, and what you find is, even my friend from Kasabian, he, he loves his football and he, he would love to do what I do, playing football. And I would love to do what he does, playing for the 60,000 at a big stadium or festival. We're both the same. I'm not as talented him as a musician and he's not as talented as I am as a footballer. Have you... Uh, I, I just wanted to ask... I, I, that question just came to my head and popped right out. I, I don't know what happened there. There's something to do with music only. Uh, but now that I've lost it, I can't, I can't seem to find it. I'll tell you a story about music because my yeah. wife knows that I wanted to, I would love to be a musician and I was saying I'm, I play air guitar and stuff like that. So she bought yeah. me a guitar for Christmas and I got it out yeah. on Boxing Day 
put YouTube on, spent 30 minutes on a YouTube thing, thought, hmm, this isn't as easy as it looks, put it back in its case, and nearly three, two and a half years later, it has not been out since. So she's threatened me that if I don't start within the next six months of going back, whenever I go back home, then she will be putting it on the fire and burning it. And that will be the end of my music career. And I did come with the intention of finding a, a music teacher that might just get me to learn how to play the guitar. But there is some, there are people out there. I've just not had the time to do it or I'm making excuses not to go because probably my talent will be. Kunal plays guitar. I know he does. Yeah. But he's not being too forthcoming of, of helping me out as well. But, uh, and I've not been too forthcoming in going forward to him as well. So it's been a bit lazy on my part. One day, maybe I can get to, uh, to play an instrument. I mean, I also learned uh, guitar on YouTube only. So it is possible. Uh, yeah, to, but yeah. To do that. Yeah, I get that. But you've still got to have some degree of understanding of what you're doing. And at this moment in time, I haven't. And as I said, I've got lots of musician friends who play the guitar. So they should be helping me out in the first place. <laughs> have you checked out any Indian bands? Uh, no, not really, no. But it'll be something that maybe uh, uh, is something to maybe do um, in the future. Absolutely. I think uh, we. I often find uh, Akash, who is also working in your club, both of us end up going to the same concerts a lot. So hopefully in the future, uh, I can meet you also there at one of these concerts. Yeah, you can take me to uh, some gigs. That'd be good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Simon, uh, for the time. And uh, I'll meet you next pre-match press conference, I guess. Yeah. All right. No worries. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.